0: Welcome back to the ElfQuest show. How's it going, Ryan? Hey, great. I'm, I'm good. How are you, David? I'm doing well. We've got a really cool show tonight, mm-hmm. but before we get to that, I wanted to just start off by saying a huge congratulations to Wendy and Richard on the fact that the Complete ElfQuest Volume 2 just got listed on the New York Times bestsellers list. It's a pretty huge That's thing. Incredible. So, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, Long overdue. Yeah, after and thirty-seven years, right? But that's right. Yeah, better late than never. That's right. Um, yeah, and and I think definitely a testament to the, the the sort of the great job that Dark Horse is doing, churning out new ElfQuest, you know, sort of doing really high quality books and marketing the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a combination of all those things. That probably led to this, so um, I just – I couldn't be more thrilled, and I couldn't be more thrilled for Wendy and yeah, Richard. Yeah, congratulations
1: so. to Win Richard and to Dark Horse as well.
0: That's right. Yeah. So, everybody, we've got a very special guest on the show. Yeah. We have none other than the fabulous Sonny Strait joining yeah. us tonight. <laughs> hey, Sonny. Hello, guys. Hi, Sonny. You know, I was trying to keep quiet during your introduction, but I kept wanting to cheer. Yay! Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, you should have. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's uh, –
0: fitting. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The amazing well, thank accomplishment. You. Thank you for bearing with us and uh and not shouting out in the middle, but feel free to do it now. <laughs> yeah. Um Yay ElfQuest <laughs> <laughs> So um I mean I don't know that you need too much introduction to listeners to the ElfQuest show podcast, but um maybe we can start off Sonny by just saying a little bit about your background and you know how you got involved in ElfQuest.
2: Well, I, I was a comic book artist, um, struggling for many years. And then I became an animation voice actor and uh, struggling a little less then. And I was doing a signing at Comic Con back in, I think, 1999. And Wendy and Richard were there, and they were actually signing in the booth next to us. And it turned out that Wendy was a fan of uh, Dragon Ball Z cool. and started drawing pictures of our characters. And I thought I would surprise her, and I drew a picture of our characters with Cutter. And uh, she basically hired me on the spot to draw Elf Quest.
0: Amazing. That's awesome. And, and
2: fast friends ever since. You know, it's really weird, too, is like there is a certain amount of recognition involved in this, and probably with just about everybody, Wendy uh, is in her circle of friends. I'm sure you've ran into this as well. Was that an intentional it's like, pun,
1: Sonny, using the word writing? No, <clears throat> yes, it was. It was, it was. actually intentional, okay. yes,
2: because there is a certain amount of recognition, because I think. Our relationship has been basically the same since that first day, you know, like Mm -hmm. we're instantly we're friends and recognized very cool cool yeah i
0: i, I was going to ask that i mean you know knowing that you guys i didn't know the exact story that you just told but i knew that you know you you, you met in sort of a professional sense and you kind of hit it off uh, as friends and you know and so that transition from you know meeting somebody who you're a fan of their work and and you befriend them to becoming their apprentice is kind of you know there's sort of uh, a, a big jump there and so well that was actually saying,
2: a decision on my part because Originally, they hired me just to draw it, uh-huh. and I, when I got home uh, from the convention, I called Wendy and I said, "Hey, I am very honored that you asked me to do this, but I want to change the terms a bit." She said, "You want more money?" And I went, "I want to be your apprentice. I think you're one of the few cartoon masters we have around, and I, I want to learn from you." Mm-hmm. And she said, "All right, we'll move to California, and you can work in my studio." And so I would draw ElfQuest. I did two fifty-eight page stories for her, and every day I would draw a page, and she would look at it, and she says, "This works, and this doesn't work, and this is why." And it was really the most amazing learning experience wow. of my life. Wow!
0: What I, the, I can only really imagine. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. If you so look those, on my what, Facebook under Education, you can see the Windy Penny School of Badass Cartoon. <laughs>
0: just, I was just gonna bring that up. That is one of my all-time favorite sort of, you know, ElfQuest spoof comics of all time. I mean, it's just awesome. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you two and, have a a friendship, obviously, and then also this um mentor apprentice uh relationship. But also, I've seen you refer to each other as hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, I've got a phone call coming. In. Oh cancel them. all right there <laughs> we go Sorry about that's that. okay
0: no worries. it happens
1: on skype um you two also <laughs> seem to refer to each other oftentimes as br- uh, brother and sister um so you seem to have sort of a, a sibling relationship as well
2: yeah that, that started pretty early yeah. we started having the same thoughts and the same kind of ideas and it was almost like a twinship so uh, we just started calling each other brother and sister after that that's cool
0: yeah that's definitely awesome mm-hmm. um I want to go back to the uh, you. T- you mentioned the two stories that you illustrated. Those are the Wolf Shadow story and mm-hmm. the um, the Troll Games oh, and Soul oh, Names. Oh, that's right, Troll that's Games it. and Soul yeah. Names. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. And they're you, for you know everybody out there listening. Um, you can read those um, on ElfQuest.com in the In All But Blood uh, graphic novel. So if you don't have a, a print copy of it, definitely head over to the website and check it out because they're pretty awesome stories.
2: Mm-hmm. They're very expensive stories now, too. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's like right. Like, look, on Amazon,
2: even used is expensive. Yeah,
0: that's right, yeah. Which so, is cool. It's totally cool. And you know what? I think... I know ElfQuest fans, um, you know, sometimes grumble because a lot of folks seem to be on really tight budgets. But you know what? I, I think that Wendy and Richard's work and ElfQuest in general is worth something. And, you know, out of print books, you know, that's just the market. That's how it goes. And I think that. Um, well, and if you, you can't afford it, you can read it for free online. Exactly. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah. it
2: is nice to know that, that you're working on a project that has such high value. Totally. Uh, and 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 being in the uh, uh, New York Times bestseller
0: list, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Um, and both
1: of those stories were so important to uh, the the history of ElfQuest, <laughs> as far as the relationship between Cutter and Skywise. I mean, we got um, amazing revelations in both of those stories. Um, the fact that Cutter and Skywise are actually recognized—that um, was a huge uh, eye opener. Um, yeah. And, well, yeah, that I was mean,
2: a big feather in my cap, actually. Yeah. Because uh, we had just finished uh, uh, Wolf Shadow, mm-hmm. and we we're talking about what we to do next, and. Wendy had mentioned that Cutter and Skywise are recognized, wow. but she said – I said, well, when did that happen? Because I don't remember reading it. And she said, well, we've never, we haven't told that story yet. And I went, that's the story I want to tell. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, that's great. But she said yeah. that um, the thing about Cutter and Skywise is they're recognized, but it has nothing to do with sex or reproduction or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And right. she said, we've called them brothers and all but blood. And she said, I haven't figured out how to make that happen. And I said, Well, when I was younger, especially like uh, in my teens and earlier than that, too, you'd, you'd make a friend with somebody and you would get to a point where you're so close and it, it would always in, inevitably end in a fistfight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and after it was over, though, you were brothers, you were closer than you'd ever been. Mm-hmm. Right. And I said, "What if we built a story around something like that?" And that's how we came up with Troll Games and Soul Names.
0: So you you not only uh, drew it, but you were really part of the, the the creation of the story.
2: Yeah, Wendy had me involved quite a bit on the plot on both of them. The first one, uh, Wolf Shadow, she said, "Let's try this. Um, what is an important life lesson that you've learned?" And we'll build a story around that. Uh-huh. And I said, well I've learned that just because the majority or even all the people believe something doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Okay, well, we'll build a story around that. And we came up with this idea uh that everybody believes that uh, Skywise is dead, but Cutter refuses to. He says mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem right, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh and you know, beyond everyone else's uh, beliefs, he goes out on his own to find uh Skywise. Mm-hmm. And so that's how that story came about. So this is
1: with Wolf Shadow that you're referring to. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, that would make sense too within the context of um, troll names and soul soul games and troll names. Are soul names and troll games? Is
0: that it? <laughs> troll yeah, games and soul. You're names. to get that right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we, we're gonna say that like fifty <laughs> times. We're we'll probably get it wrong half the time. <laughs> um, but given that they're that they're
1: recognized, then Cutter would have sort of a knowing on a deep level of whether or not Skywise was alive or not. I would think. It, I think sense. you're right. Yeah. I think it
2: might have been like is his soul telling him yeah. so. Right. But and and I and I'm sure you've run th- into this too. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people whose realities are are closed anyway. You know, and they they only believe within certain parameters, and to them it could be you know the majority of them believe it's true, but you know it's not true. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to delve ahead. too much into it, but uh, mm-hmm. religion is a big issue with me, and uh, I've seen a lot of people just go with whatever the flock is saying instead of um you know thinking with their hearts or even with their brains. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well I think that's a that's a, a core theme of ElfQuest, right? You know, it's sort of the this um you know sort of ignorance versus knowledge or um you know not a black and white good versus evil kind of thing. And I think that I think you're kind of touching on that. Um I Yeah, Wendy always you-
2: said to you when I was her apprentice it was always stressed Find the truth of the thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: in, 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 if there's a conversation between two people, how would it really play out? You know, what's the truth of that situation? Even if it's fiction, there's a truth to mm-hmm. it to find.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, right. So I, I have a question that I've, I've been curious about, and even more so now that um, I know that you were involved in shaping that story. I'm wondering if there's um, the, the, the human character, the young human who is just kind of angsty and you find out in the course of the story that, you know, his grandma used to take care of him and, um, and he has a lot of sort of bitterness. And I'm just curious if there's anything autobiographical going on there.
2: Well, kind of, yeah. Um, my, I was very close to my grandmother and, uh, so I I could see, I could see, and it actually, I drew him to kind of look like me as well, Mm -hmm. at least back then. Um, but, uh, I, I've never been that bitter. <laughs> right, <laughs> but but I thought I'd see though if 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 my grandmother and she died early too, she had uh, cancer, and I could see though, had I put too much faith in something, and she died, how it could be, it could turn me um, against it. Right. but it didn't. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, I I think that's just so awesome because uh, this isn't something that I actually put down on a, on the list of questions that we wanted to cover with you, but it it, it literally just sort of based on what you were saying um about telling stories that have truth in them that that just jumped out in my mind as a moment in that story that you could tell was coming from like a, a place of realness you know it was true and um so yeah so that's kind of cool thank
2: you yeah i'm glad it came, you felt
1: that because it was it was coming from a personal place so <laughs> how how long was it probably for both of us actually right Sonny, how long was it that you worked as an apprentice with wendy it was just a year. Okay. We did two 58-page two stories in that year, yeah. and
2: then I left to go um, drive a Hummer around the country on a Dragon Ball Z tour. Awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's it was fun. the Krillin Battle to the Max tour. Have you seen the, and the recent I had to, footage from the uh, the live action uh, Dragon Ball Z? Just a a new yeah, it's a it's a fan yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's better than the the actual movie that was made, live action movie that was made a couple of years ago. I think
1: so too. Yeah, it's really high quality for a fan film. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh, oh, by the way, I got to tell you guys, I'm really the worst
2: person to be interviewed for this thing. I think
1: because <laughs> Why?
2: because I, you know, yeah, I drew ElfQuest, but I'm one of those people that only wants Wendy to draw ElfQuest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and- oh, this so- irony. <laughs>
2: but it's worse than that. I'm now a colorist for elf quest and I only want to see elf quest in black and white.
0: Oh, okay. So. So, so, okay. So we're going to, we're going to come back to your work on the final quest, but this is yeah. a fascinating <laughs> development um, yeah. because I, I too really, really love Wendy's black and white work. Too. And, and one of the things Sonny that I love most about your art is that you totally nail Wendy's style of inking and so few people have the skill to sort of ink in the in sort of the manner that she does not that it's imitating but like you you know you you get that sense of sort of solidness and mass but also some of the detail that Wendy captures in her black and white work and um, and so it's kind of funny that um, that well, she was one of my first influences too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, I was
2: looking at her work and I was thinking because she keeps this there's a there's a okay, there's a certain quality to the line itself, but also there's a very beautiful balance of black and white on the page. Totally. And the first time I saw that, I thought I came up with this term I called checkerboarding. And I was like that's what she's doing. She's checkerboarding. She's balancing the blacks and whites.
0: Right, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, it's particularly on my mind because, you know, with, with Dark Horse putting out the uh, collections, the Complete Elf Quest Volume 1, Volume 2, which are in black and white, there's a lot yeah. of fans who on social media are, are like, oh, is it in color? And it's it kind of makes me want to, like, shake people because it's like, It drives like, me crazy. Yeah. Because like that's this... where the
2: real art is, is in the black and white line work, you know? Right. I mean, like. And, and this is coming from a colorist, but I'm telling you, as a colorist, you're, you're dealing uh, on a total skill level. There are some creative decisions that have to be made, but it, it's really you're trying to uh, enhance what's already there, right? right? You don't want to distract uh-huh. from what's there. Right. Um, but but the, the pencil and the inking, that's, that's the real art. And for me, I'd I'd rather see any comic in black and white, but especially Wendy's Mm. because line work is so beautiful. And so representation of not just who she is as an artist, but who she is as a person you can see in the line.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and and don't get me wrong. I love I love seeing ElfQuest in color. I love in particular the work that you're doing on Final Quest. But, you know, when it just again, it it rattles me because people just it it seems to be lost on so many fans, I guess. And I guess there's a variety of reasons for that because a lot of people didn't grow up reading the original comics. They only ever saw it in color. Um, and a lot of people that are younger maybe you know missed out on sort of the whole black and white movement of independent comics that Wendy and Richard essentially started. So I can, I can kind of, I guess, understand why people um, kind of come to it from that point of view. But at the same time, it's like, stop for a second, take a deep breath and look at this art. It is stunning in black and white. Yeah. So I'm personally <laughs> psyched that we're we're getting these, you know, really high quality black and white volumes. And frankly, I would love to see down the line, Dark Horse, if you're listening, a black and white version of Final Quest.
1: Yeah, I was going to say oh, the same yeah. thing. I, I get to see to it.
0: See <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you do.
1: <laughs> I hope I you you're what, saving it.
2: <laughs> I, I think as far as – Just had to rub go, that in, didn't you? I know. I win. I'm the (laughs) (laughs) best. Because not only it's like, okay, if it has to be colored, then I will get to color it. (laughs) But also I get to see the original black and white lines. And you're right. It would be good to put out a special in just black and white just so people can see this. It's it's just amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess we can wish. And this is her
2: best work. This is her best work right now. You know, I mean, it hasn't like just stopped improving in the 80s and 90s. It is just continuing to get better. And the work she did on mask has even improved this as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah, people should see this.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting. I, I I've been really kind of studying the work that Wendy's putting into um, into the art in Final Quest. And it really, Ryan and I talked about this on the show. It really does seem like um, like an amalgamation of all of the different styles that she's done over the years. Um, yeah. Kind of all coming into fruition at the top of the game for, you know, in, in the Final Quest story. You know, like I, Final Quest definitely, you know, sort of has um, a more cartoony look, which Wendy has really been, I would say the, the the original quest got a lot had a lot more realism in it, especially towards the end. And then even some of Siege of Blue Mountain, and then when Kings kicked off, it seems like you know Wendy really went, went very much in an anime direction. Yes. And I feel like like Final Quest is kind of like a mix of that with a harkening back to some of the more detailed and inking oriented and maybe slightly more realistic moments. Um, and I I love it. I think it's it's awesome.
2: Well, and that's another great thing about seeing the book in black and white and you can look at it and see the decisions that she made that grew in this direction or took her in that direction and and sometimes she w- she would go into the direction she eventually ended up in but then she would go back to something else until she finally found that this is this is her comfort zone. This is, mm-hmm. you know, this is
0: her voice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, um I'm I'm super curious if you have you know, like the top five or top two or top 10 things that you learned as an artist from Wendy um, or from the experience of working with Wendy and Richard to that, you know, that you might share to all of the aspiring artists out there that are listening <laughs> to put you uh, on the spot.
2: <laughs> well, I would say. Uh, definitely seek the truth of everything, you know, and, and that includes in your drawing as well. It's, it, this, you, you know, when something is, is feeling real and you know, when you're just taking a shortcut, you know, and you need to feel it out. You need to have the, the biggest impact. So truth in your writing and also your drawing is very, very important. And and I know it's almost esoteric to say that, um,
1: but it is also very true, (laughs) They're, like what and you, what exactly
2: and it's something mean? you can't describe, but I think it's something everyone understands, especially anyone who tries to create something mm-hmm. knows when they're just bullshitting, and they also know when they're actually digging in and getting the the meat of this real issue and letting it play out as if it would really it was really happening.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: according to Wendy, it is really happening. I mean, she's told me before that sometimes she looks like she feels like she's just, you know, tracing over a window that she's looking at, you know, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. which
2: always amazed me. I mean, when, even when I worked with her, she started out by drawing um, uh, what are called thumbnail sketches, which are just yeah. basically stick figures.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I would use those, but I would look at them and I would draw on another piece of paper. But then I realized her little stick figures that she threw out, all of them were in perfect proportion within the perspective of the scene. Right. And so what I actually would do is I would just blow them up, and then draw on top of them yeah. because I knew that they would be in the right perspective. Um, so, but I think that comes from just letting herself be totally immersed into that world.
1: Yeah. And
2: that's again, seeking the truth of it. Um, she also taught me a lot of things about, um, you know, editing, she, she way before Gunn said, you know, see things with an editing eye. She would tell me I would to look everything with an editing eye. And we would, we would do the entire uh, book. And then we would go back and page by page by page, make sure that everything on there is right. And Mm -hmm. what is right? That's it's really esoteric to figure out what Hmm. is right, but you know what it is. And you know, when you definitely know when it's wrong. Right. And when it's wrong, you got to figure out how to make it right.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's it strikes me that one of the um, one of the hall, hallmarks of of amateurness is the inability to edit, um, self edit or take other people's edits because well, um, a lot you know, of that's fear.
2: Right. You know, because you and, and, and a lot of it is uh, ego yeah you can't have ego to produce something that's that truthful. you've got to let it all go if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. yeah the problem is especially with young artists is they tend to all be geniuses, and <laughs> everything they produce is going to be brilliant mm-hmm. and so how dare you suggest that anything should be changed mm, uh, um but 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 even talking to themselves, you know, they would never edit themselves because what they produce is pure and whatever you know, yeah, and that's not always the case. You can't, you can't sustain that, especially, uh, when you have a schedule, like a comic book schedule, you can't sustain that pure genius for, you know, hours and hours and hours every day. So you have to sit there and think about this as a professional, which is okay. That doesn't work. Why fix it?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, I can't imagine working under the deadline pressure that comics artists have to have to because you're churning these books out sometimes monthly in the case of ElfQuest every other month. But even that seems like a really short amount of time because I'm sure, you know, I don't know what what sort of time windows that you generally get to work in, but I'm sure it's not. I'm sure you're probably feeling like your plate is very full all the time. Well,
2: it, there's a lot of pressure. And, you know, both Wendy and I are very busy people, even beyond the Elf Quest. Right. And so, um, yeah, and like this month, I had dropped a bombshell uh, on both Rich, Wendy and Richard last week, saying, oh, by the way, I'm going to be gone uh, for a big chunk of the month. I'm going to London. Um, so we're working really hard to make sure that the deadline is met, even though I'm going to, you know, be off for London in a week and for a whole week and also a convention a weekend before that. So I imagine so, yeah. a lot of
1: late nights right now.
2: Yeah, it's it's yeah. Whenever there's a moment of time, a window of times when you do it, and I still also teach once a week, and I, I record at Funimation. Uh, we're gonna I've been leading a new show, so that takes up time as well. So awesome. And and ElfQuest really for me, it's I I was offered uh, to do more work at Dark Horse, and I thought about it a lot, but I really, I mean, I do love coloring, but there really, I just love working with Wendy. You know. Yeah. This is not something that anyone's going to get rich off of or anything, at least not from my end. But it, yeah. this is something I really wanted to do. You yeah. know? So it's, well, it's something I make time for because it's a it work that I enjoy.
0: We're really glad that you're doing it because um, <laughs> you. you really are doing an amazing job. I mean um, I have to confess that I, I'm always – I always get that that sort of pang of you know the, it's not Wendy
1: even right. though I yeah. – I was Even, the same way. Yeah, when I, I mean, heard that you were coloring it. I was like, "Oh, it's great that it's sunny," but I was a little apprehensive because it's not Wendy, right? So, right. but I I'm pleasantly uh, pleased with with uh, the final quest so far and the coloring on it. You've yeah. done a, an excellent job.
0: And I think well, too that
1: and
2: I work differently too than most colorists. I mean, I work really close with Wendy, and it's you know usually. Usually the guy penciling and inking, uh, and usually those are separate, but they don't have anything to do with the colorist. They just sort of turn it in and then the colorist does it. But everything is, is that what, what are you wanting for this, you know, and what what kind of lighting do you see here or whatever? And, uh, generally she just, especially now we've kind of got a language down that I know what she really likes. Um, but even occasionally like she just turned in a page now that had a whole bunch of notes that she wants to see on these. So, um, yeah. And also, I've heard you say things that, that you gave me credit for that I don't, that is not really mine to take credit for. <laughs> oh, really? And one thing okay. is, is the eyes. Yeah. Um, whenever you see that self lining, like it's a blue eyes with a blue circle around them or whatever, mm-hmm. Wendy generally does that. I did it once for her, but generally okay. she, she does that. And, she, and I, I wouldn't even pick when to do it because I know why she's doing it. It's for a particular emotional moment you know, or that she wants the, the audience to feel.
1: So that to me, I think that's a better decision for her to make. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're saying that she actually will take the the page and color those aspects on her those own. Eyes.
2: Like I'll come in, I'll yeah. get a page as black and white, except for a pair of eyes on there.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: Right. right. Yeah. And, and, you know, Wendy actually did share that with me after I posted that, but I love the fact that she didn't correct me publicly um, she just, you know, she, she let you take, no, 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 yeah. I, I mean it from the point of view like she just let, let you let the credit go to you, which I think is just Well, super I, sweet. I don't
2: think that's right though. I mean, I w I think people should understand that that's a very important thing, um, in the color. Uh, and, and it's something that, that does stand out and that is an, in, that's, that is her. And that that's coming from her desire to be an animator too, I think, cause that's a very yeah. animation to do It's a self lining like that.
0: Yeah. It's one of my favorite effects, um. And I think it really achieves exactly what you were describing, and exactly what I think Wendy wants it to do. So, um, I you know, uh, I think it's awesome. But uh, well,
1: now I'm not sure if this is you or not. But one of my favorite scenes, uh, as far as the coloring goes, was in I think it was issue number one, um, where we see Mender attacking the uh, the Junsman, and he's. Um, his eyes are glowing. Oh, that was me. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah. everything else is in shades of blue, and it's just so dramatic and, and so powerful. Um, so that was you. So, yeah, that that's, I think, so far one of my favorite um, scenes as far as the color coloring. I believe that's one of those
2: moments that I asked Wendy, did I go too far mm-hmm. with that? Hmm. Because it, it, it can be taken as too superhero comic booky, you know? And right. And I didn't think I'd went too far, but I just wanted to make sure because – Sure. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I think i from from gauging what I'm reading on the forums and on Facebook and just my reaction to Ryan's reaction, it seems to be that, that people really got it and it didn't it didn't push the line and I totally get what you're saying that you know it could it could tiptoe into that sort of superhero stuff, but I think used sparingly um and and used in that scene in particular it yeah. was super super effective because it really I, I I think you know that added layer really. Took the whole idea of Mender and his power and his, you know, the, the the whole question of Mender that's being asked right now in Final Quest, like it 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 really was encapsulated in that one panel with that glowing eye effect. So And sort of it was, sort of uh, gave you a, a tip off to
2: his personality and the direction it's going, you know. Yeah,
0: especially totally.
2: what we've seen lately.
1: Right. Well, that just I, speaks to how important coloring is in um, communicating a character and uh, who that character is uh, you know apart from wendy's amazing line work um, in black and white um, which we we touched on um, color can play such an important part in establishing character as well and i think in that scene in particular it really gives um a deeper insight into who mender is yeah i think i've got some kind of
2: wendy sixth sense or something because i i <laughs> tend to know exactly what she's doing you know and and she always either that or she's just BSing me because every time she she writes that's exactly what I wanted.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, it it shows. I mean, it really the, the collaboration um, really is amazing. And the, I know the other thing I wanted to say too is that um, I think it, it, it seems obvious um, that the fact that you that that you're doing the coloring on Final Quest and that you have such a intuitive artistic rapport with Wendy. Is one of the main reasons why you know she's able to devote the time and and love pouring into the art of the final quest mm-hmm. to make it sort of the the, the, you know, the best that she's ever done, like you were saying, and so I think you can probably take a little piece of the credit there because I feel like if Wendy had to do all of the coloring herself too um, in the in the deadlines that maybe she you know she would have to do things differently than what, how she's been doing it and so um, so I think
2: yeah, I think I, she would be forced to take shortcuts.
0: Yeah. And
2: she doesn't have to do that. Um, yeah. And I think also she wouldn't be she, what I love about the final quest is that she's hearkening back to the, the pure black and white uh, balance, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and I do love her painted stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. at the same time, there's a dynamic there to me that echoes back to the beginning, you know, when I, I fell in love with the series, you know? Yeah, I completely right. agree.
0: Yeah, you know? and, 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 and so with know,
2: coloring, she has to do it in black and white, you know, because she's, she's got to have those
1: keys down. Otherwise, I wouldn't have any idea what she wants.
0: Right, right. That's fascinating. Um,
1: as far as the technical uh, aspects go, what are you using to color? What Photoshop. Uh, what you use Photoshop, okay, yeah. I, and, I uh, use it in a kind of a weird
2: way, though. I mean, um, I, I was actually talking to a guy who is who won an Eisner Award um, uh, for coloring, and I was at a convention with him. And I don't want to give his name away because what he said was there's no way he could do what I'm doing. And I started explaining to him how I do it because generally they don't work in all the layers. I, I don't want to get too technical about Photoshop. No, actually,
0: but- you, you you should get technical because I think it's a topic that <laughs> – uh, again, a lot of FQS fans are are artists or yeah. uh, fan artists, um, and and you know Ryan and myself included. And so um, Photoshop for me is something that I I really want to learn, but I haven't, for a whole variety of reasons, taken that plunge. But um, I think that there's there's actually an interest in learning, and you're getting you know your insight into how it works, even if it is a little bit into the technical side.
1: Yeah, I use Photoshop and Illustrator all the time, so I'm always uh, interested in hearing what other professional artists are doing as far as like their methods. So. If you want to talk about it, uh, I, I don't mind. <laughs> OK. Well, actually, yeah. the other day
2: I, I worked on a page and I decided that I was going to save every layer uh, and put them all beside each other so that I could show someone the the methodology here. But there there's about six layers on it. Um, and then they all get compressed. Well, not all of yep. them, but but most of them do. Um, but there's a layer that is just the base color, you know, like – well, I came from a painting background. I used to do portraits um, mm-hmm. for a living. And so um, I always think of the base color that I want first and then work around that and then usually work in a layer that is just grays in a multiply la- la- uh, layer mm-hmm.
1: um,
2: because it tends to saturate better. Right. And, um, and I do a, – a, which just the shading and grays. And then going with colors and – let me see if I can pull it up because I've got several layers here. I could probably easily describe it.
0: Yeah, I mean you, you've got a page in front of you that you need to be coloring. So why don't you just you know, work on it while you're <laughs> describing <what> it? <laughs> <laughs> Time for that. And tell us what's on the page. Yeah. I wasn't okay. even going to but- joke about it because Richard will come after us. <laughs> yeah.
1: How far <laughs> ahead are you as far as uh, like the sto- story-wise – I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> we're just trying to weasel things
2: out of you. You know what? No one's ever asked me, so I never had to answer that question, but I know at Funimation I'm not allowed to say what, we're, what I'm working on, yeah. so...
0: Well, I would say let's err on the side of caution, and if yeah. there's any question, let's not say it out loud because, again, Richard will come after us. <laughs> yeah. and but I will say yeah. this also,
2: like, a, like, okay, ElfQuest has been around for 40 years now, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: almost. And... Um, and Wendy uh, has like tons of drawings that you've never seen, right? Mm-hmm. Full painted stuff. And wow. sometimes she can fit it into a page and it works within the composition of what she's seeing in her mind. She'll just put it in there or alter it or whatever. And yeah. occasionally that's a finished color piece, right? Now, mm-hmm. the challenge for me is I've you know, I've got a palette leading up to this panel that I didn't, didn't know she was going to put in there. So I have to figure out a way to make it balance with what I've had before and also how to adjust Uh, the colors of the image itself to make it fit within the context of the scenes. Um, And sometimes it's like, uh, here, this is a daylight scene. Can you make it night? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and I can't. And I know exactly how to do it. But um, that's one thing I was talking to this uh, colorist about. And he was like, there's no way I could do that. I said, yeah, you could. And I started explaining to him how to do it and work in color layers and multiply layers and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is an interesting challenge. And it's, I, it's something that most colorists wouldn't do. You know, they would okay. be like, no, I'm the artist. I am the mighty painter. And it's yeah. like, no, I'm here to
1: realize Wendy's vision. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So do you see yourself more as sort of a facilitator for what Wendy's vision is? Richard,
2: he, we're all facilitators for Wendy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: I
2: suppose
1: in a way David and I are too, in a
0: sense. Yes, we all are.
2: We're all the states of the (laughs) baby.
0: I love it. Um, Yeah, no, I think um, uh, I I had like four thoughts bubbling through my head as you were just talking. And of course, they've all like magically left my head. But um,
1: well, I've got a question, a quick question. Um, How long would you say on average does it take you to complete a page at this point? uh,
2: Four to six hours.
1: Okay. So that's a significant yeah, chunk of time.
2: That is. Yeah. I, I've spent all day age before because it just sure. it it just wasn't working out or whatever, but but generally I'd say 4 to 6 hours. So yeah, it's 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 a time-consuming job.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to ask. Um several months back you had posted a sort of a a teaser pic um that ultimately ended up being the panel from issue number 7 of uh, Free Touch Pouncing on mender with dark standing in the background but you very cleverly flipped it upside down so that we couldn't figure it out because of course we all immediately saw that and tried to figure out what was going on but Mm -hmm. um i know and i thought at
2: the time after i posted i went
0: "Uh uh-oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) well you very cleverly i think the the flipping probably saved you um Mm -hmm. but um (laughs) but but what so uh Explain what exactly that was. I mean, it seems to me like it was probably like one layer of color that would have been, you know, one of several layers that went into the final look of the page. Is that is that accurate?
2: No, that's that's actually uh, what I did was I went to a filter, and uh, which filter did I use?
0: Oh yeah, I just used I I flattened
2: the image and then used the cutout uh, filter filter, and it kind of creates this. Like, yes, and like, like an abstract, major, an abstracts of of the major colors that are on the scene, which oh, I use. Okay,
1: that explains it. Yeah, yeah. cool. Because when I when I saw the finished panel in the actual issue, I was thinking, how did he get from what he showed us as the teaser to that? I I wasn't clear on what you had done there, but of course, it's a filter. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And,
0: Yeah, we'll see. You know,
1: some people caught on to that though, right? They there were some people. I I saw
0: somebody, and that's what I thought I was figuring it out.
1: (laughs) 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 They're like, I think that's that's free touch and mender. Yeah, yeah.
0: I um I definitely am lacking in that skill of seeing, you know, being able to discern patterns because I looked at it, I was like. I'm sure there's something there, but to me it just looks like all of these really cool, you know, sort of blotches of color. And yeah, so I was not one of those people that figured it out.
1: (laughs) As long as we don't start talking about whether it's
0: white and gold. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. so this is a good segue into the other question that I had is, um, you know, ElfQuest has is famous for having like a gajillion characters with very elaborate clothing and eye color and, you know, all of the details that Wendy um, put into them. So how do you keep track of all of that?
2: Oh, it's worse than that. Um,
0: because
2: <laughs> <laughs> Final quest. We tend to like go decades, you know, from sometimes from issue to issue, they'll go right. decades. And so while their costumes are similar, they're subtle changes. So it's all, it's I I can't just have, uh, uh, a file that just has all of their clothing, and I'm set for the run. It's mm-hmm. like no, because it'll change. You know, it'll change probably the next issue. And now mm-hmm. we got free touch. Yeah. She can't leave people alone. She's making all kinds of clothes for people. I'm like, great. Now there's two designers working here.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. And, and yeah, and Wendy um, seems to have set free touch as a very, very elaborate clothing designer so Mm -hmm. i think you're pretty much screwed (laughs) lots of fringe got a lot of your mother's
2: talents she's going in a different way yeah
0: yeah definitely well and that's interesting too because um that you say that because it's it's again a testament i guess to wendy's like skill at telling a story visually that it's it's very apparent what you just said that like clearly free touch is getting into you know exercising her her tanner skills but she's doing it in a way that's very, very different than the way that Moonshade, you know, stylistically does. And in fact, it seems yeah. like um, the Free Touch's style is a little bit more of like a throwback to sort of the more rugged, raggedy, uh, stitched up fur laden clothing of the Wolf Riders past, which I happen to love. So,
2: yeah, but at the same time, Free Touch's style is resonates very well in a modern layer. of course, you know, there, there's, there, there are no fashions of this yet. I mean, we're still borrowing from the 20th century. Right. right. Um, but, but it's free touches style is, is like a throwback style. That's updated. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you say, Oh, look, the eighties are coming back. Well, that's not really the (laughs) eighties, you know, but it it kind of looks like the eighties. Right. And I think that is, that is Wendy's talent. Also being able to maintain relevance for 40 Mm -hmm. years, you know, and she did it like she was,
1: it's like she created an avatar
2: so that she could do that.
1: I was gonna say Moonshade is Sears, uh, Free Touches H and M.
0: Oh, I love it. Um, well, when I yeah. said throwback, I didn't mean I didn't mean throwback. Oh, in saying. in the yeah. real world, I meant throwback to sort of like the the Wolf Riders, you know, sort of older days when they were less. You know, I think now, uh, Moonshade style has evolved and. I think has been influenced by the Sun Villagers and other, you know, less sort of wild woodsy type clothing and free touch seems to be bringing a touch of that back in. So, um,
1: well, plus everybody in the palace now is walking around in uh, see-through clothing. right?
2: <laughs> right. So, <laughs> That's
1: what, what's that like to, cool. to color to in too. quotations? That, now, that yeah.
2: is, is Wendy's as well. She any of those, the, 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 the see-through clothing that is on a different layer. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to do with that. Really? Um, that Wendy is, is mm-hmm. uh, coloring? Yep, that is oh, Wendy's color. Okay. And okay. so if anybody uh, loves it, I can't take credit. If they hate it, then I'm going to say fine, it wasn't me. But I, <laughs> I love it because it's on a different layer, and I can just make people naked at a touch of a button.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that you probably have to like sign something that says you won't do that. But, um, <laughs> no, the, Wendy's uh, going to have fun with this one. The first time it happened because – is her clothes are a different layer. And I
2: was like, What? Moonshades <laughs> naked.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that would definitely um fulfill a lot of fanboys' dreams out there, I think. So to get to see all those elves naked. Um so um uh, I only had a couple I think one other question here that um that I wanted to get to, but I sort of wanted to end on it. So um we're we're getting close to what we've been going for about forty five minutes now. Um mm-hmm. I don't know, Ryan, did you have any other things you wanted to explore or ask? Well I, I have something I wanted to ask
1: you, but it's apart from coloring. Um it's more in line with your voice work as a voice actor. Um okay. I was wondering if you do Yeah, I was wondering if you have uh any ElfQuest quest voices that you do
2: <laughs> well actually i did do pedal wing uh for uh it was one a, yet another company that w- had, would talked about turning ElfQuest into an animated series and i think it was a french company and they needed what was a a, a scratch track so that they could animate off of
0: and yeah. so
2: we had brought several of us in and um i think i did something like this <laughs> oh <Not just laughs> my like- <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, I just jumped out of my chair. That's, that is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Although you're you're
1: aware though that uh Pedalwings' voice has been established as sounding like Samuel L. Jackson. Oh yeah. Right? Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> that,
0: that's that, that's that, just
1: recently been revealed. Yeah. Bob yeah. is that that's
0: his that's his, you know, his theory and he's sticking to it that all the preservers <laughs> sound like Samuel L. Jackson. So, <laughs> even better. Actually, it's less annoying. <laughs> oh my god, that was awesome!
1: Um, that was really cool. Um, but apart from, wait, she also you don't told have... me
2: years ago. She said yeah. that uh, now I was I was you know fifteen years, seventeen years, Gosh, I was a lot younger. And she said that my voice back then was what she heard for Skywise. Oh. And I said, I said which character? And she goes, No, no, just the way you speak. I was like, Oh, that's that's interesting because I don't uh-huh. hear
0: that way. Oh, I could t- <laughs> I could I could totally hear that. But yeah, uh, now I'm picturing like him when you're her. speaking. I'm sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> we were waiting for you I to speak did... so that we could envision oh, Skywise okay. speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I refuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that should be easy. We're not asking you to make a voice. Just talk in your real voice. <laughs> That's true. Just start talking. We'll just play back the
2: entire interview and just pretend it was Skywise.
0: Right, yeah. right. <laughs> um, well, um, you know, speaking of, of your voice work... Um, Tell us, you know, is there anything that like uh, other things that you're working on? I mean, you know, you mentioned a couple of things at the top, but like what else are what else should ElfQuest fans know about you and what else can we check out, um, you know, that you've done other than ElfQuest?
2: Well, uh, you can obviously hear me uh, as Krillin on Dragon Ball Z and uh, Usopp on One Piece. And these are the shows that have been on Cartoon Network. I was also the original Toonami Tom for Cartoon Network. I was that little robot that introduced the, all the cartoons uh, and currently, uh, I'm doing something with Funimation's calling Double Talk with D-U-B-B-L-E, uh, which is we're releasing shows almost at the same time as the Japanese, like just like a week or two behind them. And uh, the show we're, I'm on right now, I got a, the lead role in. Uh, it's called Assassination Classroom. And I play mm-hmm. the teacher that all the kids are trying to kill. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> uh-huh
2: he has he has he has a fixed face it looks like a big yellow smiley face and tentacles and that's that's pretty much who he is tentacles and a smiley face and the great thing for me is i don't have to match the mouth flaps because his mouth doesn't move oh okay uh, but it, it's awesome. a really fun role it's a fun show too and and you can see that on funimation.com cool
0: very cool what about um what about you know sort of other art comics i know you were working on um a web comic is that still going
2: yeah, on? Yeah, I, I, I haven't done anything in a while. I, I got too busy with ElfQuest and and some o- other shows and stuff. Um, and also, the the last series I worked on was a thing called Lemmy Adams, uh, and it just didn't get the traction. You know, I just couldn't find an audience for it. Um, whereas before that, I did a series called We Shadows, mm-hmm. and I would get you know tens of thousands of viewers a day. Uh, but this one didn't take off, and it was. Probably because it was superhero genre, and you know, We Shadows is more manga styled, which is what mm-hmm. more people, you know, appreciate when I do. Um, mm-hmm. But We Shadows, I mean, it also was published at Tokyo Pop first, so it kind of had an audience going into it. And yeah. Tokyo Pop, they they folded, but mm-hmm. uh, I was one of the few artists that my contract said that I get the rights back if they don't publish it, if they don't print it. So since ah. they were unable to print it, I got the rights back and put it online. Oh, that's great. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That worked out in the long run. It did. And it mm-hmm. worked out really well, too, because like I finally did a 20 page. I had like two full graphic novels that that Tokyo Pop had already paid for that. One of them, no one had seen a page of because they couldn't afford to print it. Um, and so I just put it online. And so for a year, I was able to put out a page a day and not work at it. All I had to do is upload the page. Mm-hmm. And then I ran out of pages. <laughs> I do? <was laughs> <like, laughs> So I did a 20-page uh, story that's sort of a primer for the series and sort of filled in the gaps of uh, the story didn't finish. And uh, that thing, I made almost 20 grand off that. It was 20 pages, you know, just wow. selling it online, which is more than I worked for any comic book company. So it, it really worked yeah. out nice. And cool. it was and good. It. I got a lot of recognition for it, too. I mean, Publishers Weekly really loved the first graphic novel that came out. And I was nominated for – Best graphic novel uh, at the American Library Association. Sweet! Oh,
0: great! That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, uh, like, where can people find that?
2: You can find actually. You can find it pretty cheap now. If you go to Amazon, uh, look up "We Shadows," W E Shadows, and that's taken from Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. It's about mm-hmm. fairies,
0: so I'm really reaching beyond my elf quest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I've I've looked at it a little bit. I think you've created a whole unique, you know, look and feel and world. So. Well, it's certainly
2: a different take, too. I mean, uh, We Shadows is the characters from A Midsummer Night's Dream and what they're doing today. Hmm. So that's a little bit different than the Elfquest story.
1: Yeah, your main character, I think, is named Goat, right? <laughs> yeah, but she is the she... new Puck. Oh, uh... okay. I see. All right.
0: All right, I hunter. definitely I definitely need to 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 get this and read the whole thing. I like I said I saw some of the pages that you posted online, but I never actually sat down and read the whole thing. So, that's go uh that's... go to
2: amazon. go to amazon and 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 look up We Shadows by Sunny Strait. Um and it's you can get it for the cost of shipping just about. Cool. I think for like a penny. Used books are like a penny. So, if you guys want to mm-hmm. check it out and you've strapped for cash, this is a great way to do it. awesome or you can go to WeShadows.com and read the whole thing online too
0: cool all right awesome good um
1: uh one thing i wanted to ask you is so far within um the final quest what has been your favorite uh page or panel
0: oh yeah
1: yeah to color
2: oh god there's been a lot of them um the the issue that came out recently has been my favorite issue so far whatever number that is Is that seven? seven seven yep the one
0: with the controversial cover <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> that sparked
0: yeah. all of that craziness over on the Dark Horse Facebook page, which is actually something I'd like to get your take on. But but we'll come back to that in a second. You want my take on elf nipples? Yeah. <laughs> and, why, and why they send the fanboys into a tizzy. How dare she
2: draw elf nipples? Yeah.
0: On boys. It's fine if they're on girls, but. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So back yeah, to-
1: within that within that issue though, is it the the entire issue itself, or is there a specific page or panel that you oh, really? There,
2: there's a there's a page who I really like when. Um, well, first of all, I love the the snow, the area is flying over, uh, the the dark oh, clouds. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's subtle, but it, it's such a, it's a rich subtlety. I really like, and I also like uh, the the flashback to when I Will and the the gold leaf of her throne and all that stuff Uh, but there's Mm -hmm. just the whole issue is just i think we kind of we spent the first six issues developing um a relationship me and wendy as far as as, Mm -hmm. as this art is concerned and the final quest art and so seven is the first of the second graphic novel and it's almost it's almost like okay now we've built our lightsaber let's use it
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Very, looking at it right yeah, now. Good analogy. Um, and, and I'm so glad that you mentioned that the sky up in the frozen mountains and that opening scene, because you like it absolutely a thousand percent captures that sort of, sort of uh, just, it's a snow sky, you know, it's, it's that cold sort of yeah. dull gray you know, ominous sort of um, look that happens in the sky right before a snowstorm. But I love the fact that it's if one of those all of these, where I actually feel it, I can feel the cold. when yeah. I look At it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love the fact that you picked, you know, sort of a sky, coloring the sky in the background when you have all of these awesome elves to color, and that's your favorite thing in the whole issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I also like the way they
2: they uh, they look on those clouds. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they. Mm-hmm. It 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 really feels like they're part of the same atmosphere, and Mm, uh, and uh, that whole issue is really is is really tight. I think. Yeah, I think so too. It's a great issue. And it's really it's funny because Wendy said this. She said from the beginning when she started, says nothing's going to happen in this, and it's going to be a great issue.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot lot of us nothing,
2: but it's a lot of information is told.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of us. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people commenting how nice it is to have uh, an issue, especially after the first story arc, which was pretty action-packed. I mean, we hit the ground running with you know battles and drama and recognition and um, you know major character revelations and everything. To get it's kind of a nice um, pause to kick off the new story arc to have a little bit more of that day in the life kind of feel. And um, I personally love getting those scenes or those issues because it just i don't know it kind of to me is what elf quest is all about i mean you can go to any other any other comic book and get action and adventure and those things are really awesome in elf quest and they're part of it but it's getting to see conversations like the one between dart and mender um you know it's getting to see little uh, uh, you know just sort of interactions like a uh, uh, Rory and um, and Win can have about you know, how she was his kidnapper, and I just and you that's know, absolute... going back
2: to that truth I was talking about
0: because yeah.
2: you don't see that in other comics because that that requires actually burying your soul, you know, to where you mm. can actually open up and, and have a conversation. How and you could play that out. How would that play out emotionally? Well, that means you got to feel the emotions that are happening. Right. Otherwise, mm. your reader's not going to feel it, and that's why most comics avoid that, like the plague. You don't really get a, an emotional content out of just about any comic on the stand, except ElfQuest, mm-hmm. because it it takes a courage to to go there.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one of the things that that makes ElfQuest dangerous. Um, you know, mm. it, it makes it harder for the commercial world out there, um, you know, Hollywood, TV, whatever, to to. Forget about even embracing it, but just flat out being able to understand it. You know, I mean, I think that it's it's those things that make ElfQuest different and unique and, um, you know, and the, the industry at large kind of misses it.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, that's the, the reason I never cared if ElfQuest became a movie or not. The only reason I cared is because I know Richard and Wendy who always wanted a movie, which would, would have been cool for them because I love them. But honestly, to me, Elf Quest is the be all and end all in comic book form. You know, this is this is the only medium that this really can work. I, hmm. I think,
0: I, I, Ryan. I think I. I mean, it could you, be it
2: could make a great movie. Don't get me wrong; it would make a great movie, and it would make a power certainly better than the freaking Hobbit movies. Um, <laughs> I saw your rant. But about and, it <laughs> fantasy, and it would be high fantasy, and it would there would be a lot there to chew on, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you could not you know, get to the depths of emotion that this comic book gets to. No,
0: I, I, I I think Ryan and I probably both agree with that. I mean, I personally, I would, I agree with you, Sonny. I would, I would be totally fine if Elfquist was never a movie other than like you said, knowing that it's something that Wendy and Richard have always dreamed of seeing. So, um, but I, I just I don't have very much faith in Hollywood to pull off a a yeah. movie. Um, frankly, That's what I, I think... would worry
2: about the most. It would be yeah. it, would, yeah. it would be watered
1: down. If,
2: if yeah. it had anything out of it, it would still be watered down. But it more yeah. than mm-hmm. likely, it would just be
1: crap. Yeah. The only way I could ever see it working in any sort of uh, context, like entertainment context, would be within uh, an animated series that was multi episode. Yeah. Like. I agree. You're right. I was, you, meant, you could seasons. get away with it
2: in that in 20 minutes uh, a day. You could do that because yeah. it would be serial, and then you could you t- could take as much time as you need to tell the story.
0: Yep. But mm-hmm.
2: it, to try to cram it into two hours, right. it, Yeah. Well.
1: Yeah,
0: and that, that's exactly what I was yeah. just going to say too. That um, you know, seeing so, like a series animated, and I think it probably would have to be animated. I just I'm skeptical that you could pull off the beauty of ElfQuest with just CG. I mean, even with how, how far things have advanced, um, uh, you know, uh, I think someone could create something
2: beautiful with CG. I think they could create something beautiful with 2d, uh, animation as well on elf quest, but I, I guarantee you it would not be windy.
0: you know? Yeah. yeah, And that,
2: that, that that, this is okay. Here's what I think about elf quest. Um, elf quest separates itself from most comics because most comics are commercial art and elf quest is not commercial art. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I could prove this to you because if I draw a picture of iron man for you right now and turn it, you'll go, Oh, sunny straight drew a picture of iron man. How cool. But if I draw a picture of cutter, you'll go, yeah, sunny drew a picture of cutter, but it's a little wrong. And It's like, Uh why is it a little wrong? (sighs) Because it's, it's high art. It's, it's, it's not commercial. It's Wendy. It's her expression. And that's the difference. Um, yeah. You can take any artist and draw any Marvel or DC character and they'll go, oh, that's cool. See, and you can even draw it in the most cartoony style, like a it could look like a newspaper comic strip. Right. And you still go, oh, yeah, there's Iron Man. Isn't that cute? But you can't do that with ElfQuest. And I'm considered one of the better non-Wendy ElfQuest artists. And you'd still go, eh, it's Cutter, but it's off.
1: I don't think I've ever heard it more concisely or clearly stated than what you just said.
2: Totally,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 I and you said, know,
2: I think I could Frankenstein a style that's closer if I use some of the other ElfQuest artists. Like if uh, I got Carol Lyon to draw all the elves and all the wolves, mm-hmm. and I got, uh, let's see, McKinney uh, Brandon to do all the humans <laughs> and all the, the structures, and then uh, to have Jeff Sugale draw the trolls. And then I would go in and ink on everybody – and then it would be really close, that's but it awesome. still wouldn't be
0: Wendy. Okay, so we need to get this idea yeah. to Dark Horse <laughs> and get like an ElfQuest <laughs> All Stars team put together. <laughs> I'm not joking. ElfQuest second
2: stream, go. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy yeah. is first, string, and we're all second stream. But
0: together well, we like might Elf- have a
2: Frankenstein something that's close.
0: <laughs> ElfQuest Survivor. Oh. Well, you know. And and the thing is, I think you, you know, you touched on something too. I, I I think that the more people try to mimic or, or or copy Wendy's style, the less successful they are. Um, you know, I look at someone like, well, yourself, Caroline, um, uh Lorraine Reyes, I mean, she drew in a completely different style than Wendy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it was good because, you know, it was good art and it didn't you know, have honestly, to I didn't have to try. Uh Wendy just thought that my style was close enough to
2: hers and uh-huh. and said, just go but I, I really I, I there's no way I could do it. You know, and that that's it's it's like a signature, you know, you can't fake another person's signature. Right. At least well, not get exactly. you know, every day.
1: Coming from animation, you know that so much of it is about being able to draw on model that all the animators have yes, to be able to do. But when draw you're drawing in exactly an animation, you're drawing with yeah. one consistent line. You're
2: not yet th- there's so much to be said in how wendy's uh line is produced, you know the uh-huh. thick thin and and it, and that is a decision that is made not consciously that is just an expression of who you are as an artist is how you write and draw um but yeah, you could draw consistently if you said, "Okay, this is the model for cutter and and you drew this this way every time, yes, people could do that, but it still wouldn't look like wendy's Elf Quest comics
1: exactly. Yeah, it's I think it's very difficult for other artists to um, emulate her style because it is so unique and it's so like you say, it's so it's windy. not
2: commercial. You can't. Yeah, right?
1: That's my well, yeah. point.
2: It doesn't yeah. look
0: right if it's not Wendy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 intuitive and it's um, it's almost unconscious. I, I think that's the way that you described how Wendy does her lines as it just sort of comes out. It's not necessarily always even consciously planned that that having sat and watched Wendy draw you know with like a sharpie directly onto paper without even doing like a gesture sketch or anything and nail oh, yeah. the crap out of it and looking at the, the the I'm looking at one of the pieces that she did for me it's sitting right in front of me and looking at the different weights of the line that she did with just a few different Sharpie markers of different sizes and how it it just literally poured out of her pen onto the, pape, onto the page, like perfect on the first try it is, I mean, my jaw dropped. And, and and this is coming from someone that has been a fan of Wendy's art and her skill for, you know, 30 years. And it's still, it's totally mind blowing to me to see it actually happen.
2: Well, it blows my mind and I've been drawing for 30 years, but yeah. um, I, I we did a, a convention together once and we were both doing sketches. And that's how she was doing her sketches, just taking a Sharpie. And she only used one thickness of the Sharpie to produce it. And she was selling these sketches, and they looked fantastic. And mm-hmm. I, of course, was penciling first and then uh, inking on top of it. But uh, I was she just ain't got amazed. time for
1: that. <laughs> <You> no. <know?
0: laughs> ain't nobody got time
1: for that.
2: Uh, and I don't know – you know what? I don't know my characters well enough to do that. And mm-hmm. I think I know my characters really well. But for Wendy, it, it's just – they are all such a major representation of aspects of her soul and personality that mm-hmm. they just come out, you know, yeah. I, I am envious of it, you know, because, uh, that's, that's an amazing place to be as an artist is to be able to create something that is so you, and I haven't done that yet. You know, yeah. I, I, I think I came close with we shadows, but I'm, I'm still not there, but when, uh, and probably never will be actually. Um, I think I'm a, uh, an actor who really wants to be a cartoonist and yeah. <laughs> Wendy mm-hmm. Wendy is a cartoonist who really wants to be an animator, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. but she is truly a master at this. I mean, it's, and yeah.
1: that and there are very
2: few people like her around. Mm hmm.
1: Um, I'm a bit of an artist myself, and I oftentimes will look at Wendy's work and think to myself, "Why do I even bother?"
0: <laughs> well, right, you're, you're pretty good, so I would. I'm I working under Steven. Yeah, yeah, I can
2: imagine. No I pressure. she really stopped me on a page. She just said, "That is not the way women stand." <laughs> What? she goes women do not cross their arms that way it's the opposite And i said what are you talking about and she said cross your arms and i crossed my arms and she goes now cross them the other way and i said hey, that doesn't feel right and she goes right that's the way women cross their arms and i was like huh who
1: oh
0: notices that shit wow. <laughs> well I'll see but there she you was go. absolutely
2: right you know
0: mm-hmm. and one
2: time she she uh i remember she just took the pencil out of my hand and she says she said, You gotta loosen up. You're drawing too tight. And then she actually put her hand on top of my drawing hand and, and started drawing for me, right? And I was like, oh, I and it it clicked in my head. I, I get it, you know, but it was a, a very magical moment for me that when she just said, No, this way.
1: <laughs> oh my
0: God. I can first of all I can't imagine. She
2: was talking about the way I held my pencil.
0: Right. Huh. So so all right. I I, I want to hear more stories of where Wendy scolded you. <laughs>
2: uh, usually i was i was pretty much in the clear because i was a scamp and uh i know what a beach bum she is and she just loves the ocean and i would if i just didn't want to work that day i would look out the window and i'd go god it's such a beautiful day isn't it she go yeah and i said it's too bad we're not at the beach She go god oh,
1: damn it let's go, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs>
1: You know her weaknesses, I do. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so, so she really didn't carry around a a stick with a nail in it, like you drew in that cartoon <laughs> to beat you when you got it wrong.
2: <laughs> no, that, those. I think I have two moments that that happened like that, and uh, one I'll take to the grave. But the other, the the other one was when she took it and she said, "That's not how you need to draw." And she just grabbed my hand and showed me how to draw. Um, but both of them are tremendous blessings to me, and to this day. I still have Wendy's voice in my head when I draw, you know, and really? And, telling me, and really it's the voice that when we would go over the whole book together and say what worked and what didn't work. And I, and I hear that to this day and sometimes it's things she didn't say then, which is weird, but it's like, yeah, she would have said that though about this. Fix it.
0: <laughs> so now you're like just channeling like, you know, her wisdom. She doesn't even have to say it. No, that's right. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's there forever. <laughs> I've been well, damaged
0: <laughs> well no I mean it really does show in the in the work that you guys are producing in final quest I mean there it, it it's very clear that you guys have uh, a really great kind of working rapport and and friendship like it, it it's spilling over into the work which is kind of an awesome thing to see
2: yeah and the great thing about this is that she has so few notes for me generally it's oh love it do it send it. And awesome. occasionally, if there's any changes, it's because I didn't know that that particular elf wore this color.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But uh, generally, it's it's uh, it's basically just draw whatever you want as long as your intuition is right. right. <laughs> color whatever you want, yeah. and it tends to be. Even though I don't think that this is how she would color it, you know, mm-hmm. but I think it, it's it's how it's it pleases her that it's this way though. Well, I think that's
0: the best. I'm glad you said that because we haven't actually um, recognized that, and I think it's a really important point. I I agree. I don't think the job that you're doing is how Wendy would color it. Um, And I think that can tell by the covers.
2: I don't color the covers. That's Wendy. Yep. Right. So you tell by looking at that. That's not how she colors in, in the inside. I don't know. I wouldn't know how to color like her.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, and that's, but that's the thing though. It's, it's, it's definitely different than the way Wendy would do it herself, but it's still awesome, you know, and it works, you know, it's, cause I think many, there's probably many, many amazing artists out there that could do, you know, work on elf quest that wouldn't be as good as the work that you're doing, you know, with your own personal style in final quest. I mean, it really does show. So, um, I know we're well, like I mean, totally it's coming from a
2: place of tremendous respect and love and and I think that that just Wendy tends to do that with people that she works with. They have to be part of her inner circle. You know, mm-hmm. um, they have to be family for her to work with them. Right. And I feel very, very close to her. And and, and it, to me, that's the most important thing is to make this where it's going to please her. Right. right.
0: So. So what about Richard? How does Richard play into all this?
2: Well, besides being um, the cheerleader, he's also the uh, arbiter of of uh, what has to be um, the heart of ElfQuest, in my opinion. When I was drawing uh, for Wendy back in her studio, this was 2001, I think. Um, oh yeah, it was because we put out the 2001 summer special. But um, Rich, we were talking about troll games and soul names, and we were telling Richard our ideas for this, and at that point. We were all jokes. You know, we had uh, – it's all going to be very funny. The whole issue was going to be funny. And she and I were just giggling like two little children. (laughs) And we were telling him all these ideas, all these funny ideas, and he said, stop. And I said, whoa, what's – he said, this – do you realize what you're telling? The story you're telling is probably one of the most important stories in ElfQuest. You know, the relationship between Cutter and Skywise is is the, the biggest relationship in this book. And how they became recognized has to be taken very, very seriously. Mm. And we were both like chills. We, we both got scolded. <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> each other went, That's right. <laughs> so, well, so yeah, while I, it
2: was a fun thing. It, there was a there was a lot of depth to that story. And I guess they had to be by the very nature of what we were telling. But yeah. Richard is the one who, who says that's that's where his editing comes in. And it's all about, no, this is this is very important. You know, we have to take this much more seriously.
0: Yeah, hmm. I think I think that's really a great example of how important Richard's participation in the start to finish, you know, even though he's he's not the one drawing it. Right. I think it's easy to um, for him to fall in Wendy's shadow a little bit. Um hmm you know when 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 the accolades come out for for Elfquest and um and so i i, I can only imagine all of the incredibly important input and decisions and back end tinkering that Richard is contributing that very rarely he gets credit for. So uh, that's partly why I asked the question because I figured you would have. Well, you know, part of it, he's
2: a springboard, you know, that she she throws ideas back and forth with and and they come up with plots together and stuff like that. But also he's he's the guardian at the door. You know, I mean, you don't you don't you don't nothing is produced that is just haphazard. He will he will pull out his sword and stop it. (laughs) And also he's he's also the protector of ElfQuest as well. I mean, I think a huge reason that ElfQuest is as successful as it is, is because he is the ultimate facilitator. Right. You know, he found a way to make that work, um, which I don't think somebody who's completely devoted to a comic could figure out a way to make it work that way and to to uh, market it the way he did. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I I just don't think there would be an ElfQuest that we know today without
0: him. I have to agree with that. I mean, it's it, it's pretty phenomenal when you think about how ElfQuest started and how it has survived in in the radically shifting uh, you know sort of comics and entertainment biz over the last thirty seven years. I mean, it, it it's kind of and and while doing that while kind of remaining true, to the core of what it is, which, as we've been talking about, is something totally different than most of what else is going on in the comics world. Um, to be able to maintain that over the course of time, I think. Um, again, I think Richard gets a huge part of the credit for that.
2: Well, yeah, and and also uh, Wendy as well, because the wind <laughs> she's managed to keep this thing relevant and. Mm-hmm as as one team keeping something relevant for 40 years is amazing i don't know anybody yeah. who's done that in comics i mean most most comics they, they stay relevant or then they get out of relevance and they come back into relevance but it's because there's different teams that are introduced that are breathing you know new life into it yeah. But this is just wendy and richard you know from the beginning and they're still there putting out relevant material and it's just amazing
1: yeah, I think you would be hard pressed to find not just in comics, but <laughs> any team like that in any form of entertainment that has gone on for that long. I can't um, name one. I I can't think of anyone, and not to mention a, a husband and wife team too. Yeah. 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 Television,
2: movies. I can't, I can't think of anything that any team that has stuck together that long. Maybe Monty Python for a while, but that was more like twenty years, I think.
1: Maybe, yeah. Maybe I wait a second. How about the Stones? The stones <laughs> They're
2: still churning out the same crap. Right. <laughs> They're not relevant, they just have
0: a nostalgia factor. Yeah,
2: that's right. That's Wendy right. has yeah. the nostalgia factor as well as being relevant today. Yeah.
0: Well, and that and that is actually really true. Um, you know, anecdotally speaking anyway, it does seem like there's a good number of, of sort of new fans or, or, or new people getting introduced to Elfquest. And I'm judging that on, you know, uh, on what we're seeing on social media and on the Elfquest forums, you know, there's, there's oh, it, even a convention. I go to yeah. anime conventions and I get who are Elfquest fans who are 12 years old. Yeah. So, so there you have it.
2: Yeah. It's, this happens all the
0: time. So yeah,
2: it's still relevant and to, it's a type of person that will always exist, you know, who's going to appreciate this. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know we need Wendy around for another couple hundred years, and they'd, they'd still be <laughs> people reading it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, so um, why don't we wind down? And um, oh, yeah. okay, We've gone over, haven't we? I knew We've you gone... would. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> <laughs> I've been you watching the clock. You stick to it. <laughs> I've been watching the clock and trying to look for you know a nice segue to get us out. So it's you know we we had told for everybody out there listening. We told Sonny that we were going to try to respect his time and keep it to an hour. But you keep talking, so <laughs> you're just as guilty as us. <laughs> I have no problem going for hours. It's, it, you guys said you were on the schedule. Wow. Although I am supposed to coloring right now <laughs> i know and again we, we don't yeah. want to keep you from your, uh, your yeah no we don't want to prevent you from fault. doing that yeah both for for greedy <laughs> reasons because we want you to you know spend as much time as possible coloring it but again also we uh we don't want to get in trouble with elf mom and elf pop for uh, keeping you away from your homework <laughs> <laughs> you so homework so, like my parents
2: call me and say hey what are you up to and i'm like i'm in my room coloring like, oh, we're so bright <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. Well, my my last question is a simple one, and um, it basically is, do you have a favorite character and why?
2: Oh, Skywise, beyond a doubt, and and it's not just because he's a Mac Daddy, but that's part of it. Um, <laughs> I, I I love Skywise. I, I I love the this character who who saw. I mean, and in a way, he's a perfect compliment to Cutter because Cutter sees beyond the the tribe, but more like he sees the Uber tribe, you know, that's out there and he wants to join them. Whereas Skywise sees beyond the tribe because he sees the stars, you know, he sees going beyond this planet. And I, I've, I've always related to that. I've always felt, I mean, I, I grew up in a very, uh, hick town in, in Texas. Uh, their our biggest claim to fame was one of the world's biggest rodeos. <laughs> uh, as, as a creative soul <laughs> it was kind of tortured for a while um and i always saw beyond this and thought that there's much a much greater place beyond it and and so i relate to this guywise on that level
0: hmm. awesome um
1: my last question would be is there anything that you can tell us as far as what to expect um going forward in the final quest any oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you all the. I'll give you a lot of clues and, <laughs>
2: and, and expect some really, really amazing writing and drawing and coloring. It's gonna okay. be. That's what I'm telling you.
0: Mostly, mostly the <laughs> coloring, right? Mostly the coloring. I, I don't
2: feel. You know that guardian I told you about who has a big sword at the door. I fear him. Yeah. I Not say.
0: Hey. Yes. <laughs> you
1: can't fault me for trying, though. <laughs> Okay, guys. That was great. Awesome. Was fun. <laughs> really fun. Thanks, Sonny. Yeah.
0: yeah. When this is all yeah. over, you're going to have to like, I don't know, put write something and capture the experience because it's pretty, I think it's probably, I, I don't want to say pretty unique. I think it's probably totally unique that anybody has worked the way that you are working with Wendy. So
2: yeah, maybe that'd be a good comic. I should do that sometime. Yeah, you
0: should. Yeah, a follow up to the
1: uh, the other one there. Uh, what was it? The day in the life. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like how not to. Oh no, wait, that was the other. Right, okay, no, yeah. Was what
2: was it... it? Yeah. How to make funny books.
0: Oh, that's right. How to make that's funny it. books.
2: It called yeah. Sunny Street reveals how to make funny books.
0: There you go. <laughs> yeah. Definitely uh, at the top of the list of all ElfQuest stories. Although- <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, um, you know, obviously, thank you for taking the time. We we obviously adore your work. You, we think I just, you're.
2: I listen while I'm coloring, and and so it's awesome to actually be on the show. Cool.
1: That's great. Well, thank you for uh, for joining us. Absolutely. Well, and-
0: and- I was gonna say you'll have to come back maybe in like six months when there's you know sort of new stuff, new new art, new story, and you can kind of uh, you know g- give us the insight into everything that's happened between now and then. Uh, I look forward to it. All right, excellent, excellent. Well, we look forward to seeing the next issue. Shade so. and Sweetwater, bitches. That's right. <laughs> All right, that's the perfect ending. We're done. Wait, do that in the pedal wing voice. Shade so sweet Sweetwater, bitches.
1: <laughs> actually that would be
0: nasty big high bitches
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god okay well on that note we're gonna we'll call it quits we'll see you next time sonny thanks everybody for listening thank you thank guys you.
1: the music you heard throughout this episode was a track called call of the ancients from the album eternal saga by auntie marty and that track plus thousands of others are available royalty free for your multimedia projects from gemendo.com that's j a m e n d o.com thanks for listening everyone till next time shade and sweetwater